Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in March of 2022. And welcome to episode 73, Learning About Measurement. First, we want to give a shout out to our friend Mariah. She did one of the sessions for the Build Math Minds Virtual Math Summit. And we talked about one of her sessions last week. And I had asked her how long she had been working with Ibby, her son, on those multiplication strategies. And because we could feel your pain, Mariah, for sure, working with your own child. She said the work with Ibby was about six weeks, four to five times a week for 30 minutes. We are now in Algebra 1. Yay! That gives us all so much hope. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy working with your own with your own kids. Ooh. No. I told Christian, I think he was in sixth grade. I was doing some online classes for my master's, and I remember he had asked me for help with homework, and the tears, the shouting, everything. I finally looked at him. It must have been in the fall, and it must have been a cool day because, believe it or not, look, what shirt am I wearing? Indoorsy right now, right? (laughs) I said to him, let's just go outside. I put a blanket down outside in the backyard, and we both just sat in the back and did our homework, and I said, okay, from now on, no more help, help, quote unquote, help from mom. You do your homework. I do my homework. And from then on, I never helped him again with homework. No, it, it's unless yeah. we're playing a game, unless we're playing a game, yep. it's not uh, It's not worth it. I, I try to, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I do, I have sat with, it's mostly Brody, honestly, my son. It's mostly him because of the age. He's in fifth grade. He doesn't want help. Alex, right. my daughter, she wants help. She's like, she loves school. She likes, to, she wants to be, oh God, she wants to be a teacher, help her. But oh. uh, I know. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. But she also wants to be a ballerina. So, you know, we'll see. But she likes to get her pencils and her coloring pencils and her, you know, everything is colorful and wonderful in second grader land. It's it's still wonderful. Oh, please. Just, just like her mother, just saying, you like your <laughs> colors and your this. <laughs> Look at all my markers and highlighters that I have right here. Yes, I do. Yes, she's yes. got her flare pens, everybody. Yes, yes. <laughs> Love my flare pens. All right, but. But with Brody, it's just not – He, I mean, he would just rather be outside playing basketball or playing – like, he doesn't He doesn't want to be sitting down. He wants he's, to be playing. He's an outdoorsy kid, for sure. Yes, he is. Yeah, so he, you have your indoorsy shirt. He needs an outdoorsy shirt. I'll yes. have to get him one. <laughs> All right. And let's move on to our reflection. So funny enough, we were talking right before this episode, and we were like, well, you know – Last episode, we said it was learning about learning, but we didn't really talk about learning. We just talked about learning like over the weekend that we went to PD. It really should have been, I don't know, learning about ways to learn or how to learn or, oops, sorry, everybody. Or new learning. Yeah. So Laura and I have made a plan. We're going to do a part two to that episode or learning about real learning (laughs) or really time or something, right? 
and we'll do that soon. So be on the lookout for that. We have have some notes from different workshops that we've attended and some books that we want to read before we get into that episode and into that topic, really dive deep into it. So be on the lookout. Sorry for the misleading title. Well, they they got to hear about our learning. Right. And we did a lot of learning. We really did. did. I, I mean, I learned a lot. I did. But anyway, there we go. All right. I have some good news to share. Last weekend, I went to Disney World. That's not the really good news. I mean, that is good news for me because it's like my second yes. home and I love it there. But I got to meet in real life and hug our friend who we've only seen over Google Meet before, Annalise yeah. Record. I Yay. was so happy. And I even brought her book that she contributed with Dr. Nikki Newton. Fluency doesn't just happen with addition and subtraction, strategies and models for teaching the basic facts. And she wrote a little love note in there. Uh, and you brought that in the park? I did. <laughs> and the, the cutest thing was when she signed her name, she put a little Mickey head Look, she put Aww. a little Mickey head next to her name. Oh, that's cute. That's she loves cute. Disney as much as I do. <laughs> Did the people say anything to you at the gate? They didn't no. say anything. No. So really, I had it in a Disney bag. But, you know, okay. going through security, I was like, I don't want them to pull out my book. So I just pulled my book out. I put the bag in my pocket, went through security, put the book back in the bag. And we we had park hopped. So I made Christian go to the car to get the book. So I didn't bring it into one park all morning. Okay. He just, we got okay. it, you know, halfway through, right before okay. we went into the all other right. park. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're too much. By the That's way, hilarious. it's a heavy book. I didn't want to bring oh it around all day. I can just picture you walking down. Where were you? were at Epcot, right? Walking down like the main, the main there, right in front of the big sphere. I don't know what it's called. What is that big thing Spaceship called? Earth. Yeah. They okay. call it the big ball. Walking down with your little book, you little geek. I love it. Please. I have brought books into Disney. Before this? Yes. Not to get signed, but if if I knew that, you know, they were all going to go on roller coasters or maybe it wasn't even, maybe if it wasn't Disney, like, you know, if it was some other amusement park that I was like, okay, what am I going to ride? The classic cars. Yay. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I guess you don't really do rides other than like Buzz Lightyear, right? That's about that's about all you do and the little and mermaid. I did get on Buzz 999,999. So I was a galactic hero. I saved the universe. You're welcome everybody. <laughs> I mean, every time you have to tell me where that secret spot is because I don't you know where just, it is. We've have we been to Disney together? No, we have oh, not. Whenever you want to go, you let me know. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I want to share my good news too because so when this episode comes out, it's going to be March thirteenth, and that's my birthday. Happy birthday to you! Thank you. So today, we're also right before spring break. It's spring break next week. Thank goodness. I get the whole week to enjoy and relax on my birthday. And some students aren't going to be there tomorrow. They brought – I'm telling you, this class – I mean, I I know I say that a lot, but they brought a whole bunch of stuff. They brought balloons, decorations, a party hat, flowers, cards, gift cards, cupcakes. I mean, they went all they went all out. It was so cute. It was so cute. They sang happy birthday to me twice. 
And then they did the, are you one? Are you two? Are you three? I'm like, okay, you guys, like, this is just like, you just want to waste time at this point. And no, I mean, they were just so cute. They were so genuinely excited and thrilled. And they were like, you have to open the cards. You have to open the cards. And I'm like, okay, all right, let me open the cards. So I'm opening the cards. But like things are falling out of the cards, like gift cards and, you know, like stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to do this in front of everybody. Because yes. I don't ever want, you know, I don't want them to feel bad, obviously. And I, I, and I just, anyway, I just, it made it makes me uncomfortable. But they were all hovering, like on top of me. I'm like, oh my God, okay, I need personal <laughs> space. You got to back up. But it was, they were so excited. Genuinely, genuinely See, excited. Yeah. And they were like, and so I was trying to go through it quickly, like peek in the card, you know, not look at it exactly, not take it all out. And they're like, you didn't even read it. I'm like, well, I'm going to read it at home. That is so nice. I love it. Yeah, truly felt loved and blessed and honored to to be their teacher. And it was just wonderful. All right, let's move on to measurement. I do want to tell the listeners, we, you and I, prepared nothing for this because right before we started recording, you were starting to tell me a story and I said, stop, just tell everybody when we're on the podcast. So listeners, I have not heard this story yet either. I can't wait. All right. Well, first I want to just preface this by saying that this unit for me, measurement and measurement conversions in fifth grade is my least favorite unit of all the units. And I do think that that has to do with just my experience and comfort level around the customary system, which is very much not big, right? It's like very little. I am not, I'm still not totally comfortable in customary. Because it's foreign to you. Yes, because in Canada we use metric, which- You're so lucky. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. I'm sorry. This whole customary thing. It, 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 why? It, it's so random. It's so random and arbitrary. Uh, 1,760. I don't even know what that number is for, but I know it's a number that we have to Yards. know. Yards. In a mile? Is that a what it mile. is? A mile. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? It's... it's and and kids have to like divide by that number and multiply. That's mean. It is That's mean. That's just mean. You're right. Oh, my God. Listen, I just want to say when COVID started and we were all in lockdown, I was like, this is the perfect time to go metric, USA. Right. But apparently my voice wasn't loud enough. Yeah, nobody heard. <laughs> and a little tidbit for everyone. I, there's only three countries that use customary solely. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Myan- Myanmar, 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 the US, US. and Liberia. That's it. Those three countries are the ones who still use it primarily, right? I, I know that I've talked to my friend who is from England and she said that they use kind of both. They have both things posted. I think they still have like miles in some places that's posted in miles, like miles per hour. But Yeah, but maybe they did that because so many Americans came over. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it's, I, I just don't understand it. And I, and I know that that's, what I'm just not, I'm just not used to it, but I really, I don't like this unit because of it in turn. So when I first started teaching fifth grade, I, when we, and we got to this unit, I really didn't know what to do. And when I was given help 
for this. It was just just learn the trick, right? So if you're going from a large unit to a small one, you're multiplying. And if you're going from a small unit to a large, you're dividing, right? So and that was it. Are both, we're both using our hand motions because we both learned this, yeah, right? Right. And that that's how what I did because that was all I knew and I'm like okay let me just get through it this way because that that was it and I really didn't take the time I, I didn't really spend the time to go into it very deeply in my own learning you know I kind of whatever it's you got customary. through it I got through it and I continued to get through it and I didn't really spend much time thinking about it and thinking about how else I could teach this without it being just a trick because I figured that that was all there was, you know? And as I learned and as I learned to do better, I this is where Pam Harris's work with the ratio table and all those patterns with multiplication really came out and like I realized that this is what I needed in order to teach them conversions that made sense. And the added bonus is that they're also increasing their number sense as well. Right. This year, we've used the ratio table for metric conversion or, well, for both actually, for metric conversion and customary conversion. And it's been, it's been so much better. And I've been really proud of the kids and their, and their work and how they're, how they're reasoning through it. We're still having trouble with like what a tenth of something means, Whew. but we will get there. I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. still confident. We just have to keep working at it. But there was this one problem that I kind of felt bad about, and I wanted to bring it up to you, and hopefully it'll help somebody listening out there as well. I, I felt bad because as this group was working, they were working at the wipe books, and they were having this intense conversation. They were really getting into it. And one of the one of the girls in the group was having a really hard time seeing this question in a different way. So the problem was if you have three and five tenths pounds, how many ounces is that? How many ounces are in a pound? 16, right? So no problem with if there's three pounds, then that's three times 16. So that's 48, 48 ounces. But it was the the half, the right. five tenths. And okay. she, she couldn't figure out that it was eight no. ounces. No, wait. So this is what she said. She said the three and five tenths, that five tenths is in ounces because it's three and Ugh. five tenths pounds. So she said the three, the whole number part is pounds and the decimal part is ounces. And she was adamant. Like this was, this was what it was. This is what it meant. And, and so what I asked her was, what does that, what does that mean? And or what I asked the group, what does that mean? That five tenths, what does it mean? And one student said five over 10, right? Like as a fraction, what could we rewrite that as? And she wrote five sixteenths because she had, she thought it was ounces. She was so sure that it was ounces. And so my dilemma was, I didn't know, I didn't, like, I didn't know what to say. So I, so this is actually what I said. This was actually what I said to this group. I said, I am sorry for doing this. I, I don't know what questions to ask you to get you to what, where you need to be. So I'm going to just 
talk you through it. I'm going to talk you through it because I didn't know what to say. I really didn't know Mm -hmm. how to get her. She was like, she could not see. It was tunnel vision, even though this other student was trying to explain it, that it was five tenths. She saw five sixteenths. Like she could not see that it was anything other than those were ounces because they're not pounds. And even though like I had her read it three and five tenths pounds, she still was convinced it was that five tenths was ounces. So anyway, so I just like, I talked her through it. I'm like, when we write it in decimals, a decimal doesn't change. That that decimal is a tenth because look at the place value, right? We have ones, we have tenths. This tenths represents a tenth. It doesn't just change and become a sixteenth. And then we, we did talk about how a five tenths is equal to one half, which is really eight sixteenths, right? So that was already up there on the on the wipe book. Somebody had said that in the group already, but she still could not see it. So okay, my question to you is how, what could I have done better in that situation? Because I didn't, I did not know what to say to lead her there. Okay. I have a, a couple of thoughts. And my first thought is how could she have two units? And then my mind went to, well, when we have money, we have dollars and cents. Right. So I could I could see why she would feel adamant about that. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the tenths thing, right? Yeah. Because it is out of 10, not out of 16. It's in the tenths place. Did you ask her to decompose three and five tenths? And was it written as a fraction, like a mixed number or a decimal? A decimal. So I wonder... If you asked her to decompose it and like fully decompose it, like one pound plus one pound plus one pound plus half a pound or five tenths of a pound to make her see that it's all pounds. It's not two different units. Right. And my third thought was, do you have a digital scale? I don't. Okay. Well, then I think I know what I'm going to bring to you over spring break so you can bring it into your classroom. (laughs) Because the digital scale that I have converts. Well, it, it, I shouldn't say it converts because that goes to grams and kilograms. But yeah, maybe the digital scale won't help her because it'll say 3.5 pounds, but it won't say ounces unless it's under a pound. Hmm. I'm going to have to play with my digital scale and see. Or maybe we can find something online. I do like that suggestion, Laura, about at least decomposing it because maybe if she sees that it's like a tenth of a pound, a tenth of a pound, a tenth of a pound, you know, like five times breaking that number up, maybe maybe that would make more sense to her. I'll check in with her after spring break and see if she retained what I said, if it's still making sense or if she's still confused. But it was just an interesting, I just found I, I never had a kid that done that to my recollection. Like I don't remember a kid getting stuck with that, that thought. So it was just a really interesting misconception that she thought that the decimal like had a different denominator, you know, that it was a different part. A different unit. Yes. A different unit. Yeah. And that's why I like metric so much better. (laughs) I know. Oh man. But anyway. Well, you know what? Now that you say that, I wonder 
how many other kids have thought that over the years right just missed it exactly that's exactly what went through my mind like i i don't i don't know and isn't it interesting that we teach so many math concepts as freestanding silos like why isn't conversions especially with decimals taught when we're teaching decimals. Why does it have to be taught as a standalone measurement unit, right? How many times have I said we should teach area in third and fourth grade when we're teaching multiplication? Completely, yes. And not just that, but I was also thinking, you know my belief is that fractions should come before decimals. I also think that patterns should come before conversions. You know, when we do the this rule, X, X yep. term and whatever, like the follow the pattern, follow the rule. Right. And what is the should, fifth term or yes, right? That should be before conversions because then they're looking, they're seeing those patterns. And that's all conversions is. And then they already know the ratio table. They understand what what it is, because that's what you're creating when you when you look at patterns like that, when you set it all up and you're adding 12 each time. I mean, that's all. That's all that what that is. So I wonder where the research is that says we have to teach this after this and this after this and this after this. I, I know what our challenge is going to be for this week. <laughs> I mean, I know that textbook companies have a reason behind the madness, but, but I know they have reasons as to why they put certain units before others and, you know, all that and they group them together. But I mean, I don't really understand it. So I I don't I don't know. Yeah, now I want to know. Right. And this year was just the first year that I really it really hit me. I'm like it doesn't make sense to do this unit first. They really mm-hmm. should see that unit where they're looking at relationships between numbers, between terms and seeing how that's connecting. Like wouldn't that make sense to do that and conversions at the same time or you know mingled in? Guess what? When I build my own school, we can do that. <laughs> there we go. There we I'm go. running out of days though. Like I just feel like, you know, am I, I don't know if I'm middle age anymore or still in the, whatever it is. Did you see one of the things said that middle age is now like in the seventies, sixties oh. and seventies? Yeah. I'm not there yet, but. Wait, 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 you wait, know, wait. Because does that mean, does that mean we're going to live to 140? I, I don't know. I, my mom was very excited to see that that chart though. <laughs> well, I can say this. I can say that in the future when I have to teach measurement again and and even in this year, it's not just, you know, next year because obviously I have to go back to it because there's probably other misconceptions that are in that in my classroom that I have to I have yet to uncover, but I will never teach conversions any other way. Like this is it for me. It's it's going to be ratio table all the time and just like I introduced cube conversations at, you know, earlier in in my in my school year. I'm definitely going to introduce ratio tables in my, you know, academic year because it's so advantageous. It it just it builds their number sense. They see those connections. They see how it will help with those unknown multiplication facts because, again, it's using what we know, right? Doubling and their doubling skills. Do you know how many times I still ask what's what's like half of 30 or what's 15 doubled and kids still don't know? Mm-hmm. Because they haven't had enough experience with it. Whew. So I have a question for you. When you decided just now that ratio tables are going to be the way to go, do you – 
make them fill in every single thing? Or are they allowed to go out of order? Just like you said, like if you do one and then two and then four and then maybe 10 and then five, would that be okay with you? Yes. Yes. Because it's about, it's about the patterns, right? Yes. They could even go from one to 10 and then five because, yes. because then it's half. If they know, if they're good at, at that half, then it's just, exactly right? Or they could go from a 10th. Gosh, I really want kids to see tenths. I think we're gonna just have to cut things up into tenths. I think that that's what I, that's what I'm just gonna have to do. Like, you know what? I was thinking, what if you just bring out the base ten blocks and say to them, "Okay, the rod is worth ten today." Right. So put out seven of them. What do we have? Seventy. Okay, give me one tenth. Yeah. Of the seventy blocks, or give me. Um, well, that you're going to have to use connecting cubes because they're going to have to. Yes. They're going to have to give you if, seven if they're set right. Right. Okay, maybe that wasn't a good example, everybody. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm going to have to do something because there's there's still just not grasping what a tenth means. I think it's bringing out the base ten blocks again. Yeah. Yeah, because they. I mean, and and like you said, it's it is experience because a half they have. Absolutely no problem, right? For for right. those, I mean, I'm I I know I'm kind of contradicting myself. Some of them don't know what half of thirty is, but then I say, oh, they know what a half is. I mean, they know that they have to divide that into two, right? But when it comes to groups, yeah, when it comes well, to two in each group, when it comes to a tenth, they're still not seeing that pattern. Like some of them are still. If I'm saying something is ten times greater, or if I'm saying divided by ten, they are literally dividing like partial quotients dividing by okay. 10. What about doing a problem string like in a number talk? Right. So I I I'll have to do that too. Because that you goes know? with the ratio to it also kind of follows that same thing, right? There's they're seeing yes. the the patterns and how they're connected. Yeah. So maybe over spring break you and I just kind of create some for your class. Sure. Different problem strings so that when you come back from spring break you have, you know, nine at the ready, ready to go, like nine days worth or something. Sure, that would be great. But I was thinking your kids aren't the only ones that have these challenges. Yeah. So maybe we write some problem strings and then we put it out there like we did with the number lines last year. Yes. Okay, listeners, here's your challenge for the week in case you missed it a few minutes ago when I said I think I know what the challenge is going to be. If you know any reason why things are taught the way they are and if you have any of that research that backs it up, please send it to us. Please Tag us on Twitter, something so that we can go down that rabbit hole together. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learning through math. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.